Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Everything Iconic Pop Dive, where my guests and I deep dive into iconic pop culture touchstones. I'm Danny Pellegrino, and this week, writer, comedian, and one of my all-time favorite people, Jenna Brister, and I are deep diving into The First Wives Club. This iconic 1996 comedy grossed over $181 million worldwide in 1996 and starred Diane Keaton, Bette Midler, and Goldie Hawn as a trio of first wives exacting revenge on their awful first husbands. Composer Mark Shaman was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Music Score for the film, plus the movie was adapted as a musical for stage in 2009 and as a TV pilot for TV Land just this year. The three leads have starred in countless iconic films, but The First Wives Club will forever remain a favorite among women and gay men because of the absolutely brilliant script and because it's the rare studio film starring three women over the age of 40. This is an everything iconic pop dive into The First Wives Club. Jenna Brister. She's one of my very best friends. We just danced out of the living room. Yeah, you don't own me. <laughs> we danced right out of there into the office to record. And I'm so I'm on cloud nine. The serotonin is running through my body. Now, I remember seeing it when it came out on video. And so I was like a 12 years old ish because it came out in 96. Yeah. So I was like 11 or 12 ish. And I remember watching it and being like so obsessed with it. Yeah. Like, and then like a couple months later, it was on TV. And I remember recording, and I still have the VHS where I recorded it from TV. Yes. Which is, there's nothing gayer. (laughs) There's nothing gayer. And I I was in the closet until uh, 2006 or 8. 2008. 2008, okay. I'm like, how old am I? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, all the time in between when I recorded First Wives Club Mm -hmm. and 2008, I was definitely gay, but Mm -hmm. somebody should have said something. Yeah. Because I also own the soundtrack I mentioned while we were watching it. Oh, yes, that's right. I remember the first time I watched it, too. It is, like, so... You don't see movies like that. Three female leads who are just so badass. So good. All comedians. All comedians. And yeah, and it's written. The writing is so good because it's joke, 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 joke. And really good jokes. We're going to get into the movie and we're going to kind of run through it. But there were so many jokes. Mm -hmm. And you are actually a first wife. You mentioned as we sat down. I always forget about this. And I thought I was in your elevator in your building. And I was like, oh my God, I I bring something personal to this hangout. Um, I, I got married once in Las Vegas and it only lasted two months and got it annulled, so it's not legally on the books, but okay. I still consider, I guess I'm in sure. a first wives club of some yeah. kind. I consider it, yeah. 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 Yeah, you are. You are. So, um, And I hope to be one day. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> it's an I exclusive mean, club. That I'd like we to just like, get divorced once and then like marry him again. Yeah. You know? yeah, you can totally do that. Okay, so we opened the movie. We have that Art Deco opening credits mm-hmm. with the music, and you said it was Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein, And yeah. you were right, because later the Lichtenstein painting came in the background, which was fantastic. Yeah, it's that type of painting with the little dots. It was the longest opening credits of my life, but it was <laughs> <Yes>. so good. <laughs> so neon. It was so good. Yeah. And then we opened with the girls in college. It was 1969. They're at their college mm-hmm. graduation. And there's four actors for the leads and their voices are dubbed by the current girls. Oh, I didn't realize that. You didn't notice that? Annie, Elise, and Brenda. And Cynthia. I mean, our valedictorian. All right, we are all bound together now and forever by friendship and love. And jewelry. And we are always, always going to be there for each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like the girl who was playing Bette Midler in the college scene, her voice was dubbed with Bette Midler's actual voice. Yeah. So, you know, it's some choices. Yeah. <laughs> and the opening scene was just great. It established the four of them as friends. It gave them the pearls, which we see throughout the movie. And then we cut to Stalker Channing, who I love Stalker Channing, of course, Rizzo from Greece. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's so good. And we see her with the letters that she's eventually going to send. She has her housekeeper send them. And then she commits suicide. Mm-hmm. And this, right off the bat, I was like, oh, this is more dramatic than I remember it to be. In a lot of groups, there's always, you know, different levels of, not mental illness. I shouldn't say that. But, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, levels. I'm going to say it. We well, all have mental yeah, illness. And, you know, there's always one in four. No. Oh, yeah, I'm but, one um, of the four. I'm yeah, one of the two in here. I totally, <laughs> two yeah. out of two We're two, of, yeah, we're two <laughs> of two. But I thought it was really a great choice as far as story because it almost motivates them where they're like, we don't want to get to that point. And I think Stockard felt so lonely. You know, we didn't even see this, whoever Griffin was, you know, her yeah. husband. But we see him at the did... funeral later, but we haven't oh, seen him up right, to the yeah, yeah. But I think it is kind of sets a really strong tone for their friendship where it's like, oh, yeah, we actually have to stick together because if we grow apart, who you, we don't get to keep tabs on each other. Feel yeah. really lonely. And... and also from like a campy point of view. It just aside from the dramatic realness of it, there was also a fun campiness to it because she's wearing a fur, she's holding on to a drink, she's I even cut a cigarette. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it is very serious, and I'm not laughing at you know the the suicide part, but there is some sort of like fun in seeing an actress that we all love and get to really get some dramatic stuff in. I like kind of love that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> As a gay, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> As a first wife, I love that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to see, we meet all the other girls. So now we catch yes. up with all of them present day, which was actually 96 mm-hmm. or 95. Because they, fil- they would have filmed it in 95, right? Yeah. And so Diane Keaton's with her lesbian daughter, which that was one of the first gay people I saw on screen. Because I watched it in 97-ish, 96. I am keep harping on these years. Like, yeah. it matters. <laughs> These back checkers are brutal. If anyone's listening, they're like, nope, he saw it in 98. I know, because people will. They'll yeah. like DM me. They'll be like, by the way, yeah. you were wrong. It was 94. Yeah. You're like, chill. But you're right. And like, especially that she comes out right at the start. To yeah. Dang right you. away. Yeah. And even though this movie is very white, like there's not a lot of people of color, but at yeah. least we got a, a nice lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Right from the get go. And I love how she glossed over the coming out. She's like, yeah. oh, by the way, I'm a lesbian, and then this is going on, you know? Yeah, which, was, like, I would love that now. Yeah. Like, I would be happy with that in a movie now. Totally. Lesbians are great nowadays. And also, I mean, speaking of minorities, she was she was with mm-hmm. an Asian girl at the club, mm-hmm. so she's, you know. <laughs> yeah. They find ways to add um, diversity we, where they can in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. we, we also met one of our favorite characters, who's uh, Diane Keaton's mom in the movie, oh. Annie's mom. And she's just so funny. And Diane, the whole time, the whole movie, Diane's wearing pants up to her nipples mm-hmm, <laughs> her, mm-hmm. and it's like tucked into those pants her turtleneck tucks right into the pants and the waistline is right below her nipples like <gasps> are, i've never seen pants higher and that was not a style that was what diane keaton was doing because i remember she did that in uh, father of the bride movies yeah but diane was just wearing and she still does i think wear her pants that high like yeah like beyond natural waist i'm, <laughs> I'm actually doing i'm doing that right now are you right now <laughs> But only because I feel like over. I swear to God, look at they just rest comfortably. Oh yeah, they rest because they're over my pooch right now. I'm packing a little extra weight right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're like natural ways. Now that we're in our thirties, I wrote in my notes that it was you know ridiculous. But honestly, I get it, Diane. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's more comfortable. (laughs) She's a tiny waist showing off. She's actually showing off a fupa. That's what. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) But at least she was still being booty called by her ex-husband. <laughs> who that guy, I mean, the actor who played him, he's oh. like a pedophile in real life. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to bum everyone out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but that's coming out now, more We'll get to yeah. that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> then we meet Goldie present day, and Goldie's getting lip fillers from uh, Rob Reiner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked up trivia, because I wanted to like give people trivia as we record this. And Goldie actually injected saline into her lips. Just that one scene, she had saline wow. solution injected. And I thought, oh, wow, I wonder how long that would last. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should try that that's so, that's so method because also you know? <laughs> I, know. I wonder how long the saline lasts like if you could just do it just to see what it looked like For like a weekend yeah away. i bet it was only like an hour or something yeah we um, should go yeah You've facial surgeries yeah have you ever gotten any fillers no. or botox no i think i probably will at some I, point me soon. too i haven't either but i i will i think yeah but, i'm definitely open to it um, yeah i'm not against it at all yeah. but, but goldie says there's three ages for women in hollywood babe 
district attorney. <laughs> Which is a 90 specific. <laughs> so is the other one, Driving Miss Daisy. That's yeah. the third one. Those are the three ages yeah. for people in Hollywood. And she tells her doctor she wants her lips. She's like, fill them up. I want to be young. Science fiction young. So good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then we catch up with Bet. And Bet's like main character trait at the beginning is just that she's like an eater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was <laughs> eating donuts alone or like very dowdy, you know? <laughs> we were wondering if she was wearing a fat suit or something mm-hmm. because they have her in extra frumpy clothes. Yeah. In the beginning. And then sort of at the end, she's more, in more fitted. Which is coming into her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like cinched waist. You know, I feel like. Because she even had a line in it where she's like, I feel lighter in every way when she was talking to her son. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like maybe that was a kind of side eye to like, we took off the fat suit. Now I can be myself. You know, <laughs> that made them add that yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. She improvised that line. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I was looking up trivia, that Bronson Pinchot, who plays Duardo Philippe. Oh, yeah. Her best friend. Know, her best friend and the, the designer. designer. He said, and I don't know if this is true, and I'm choosing to believe that it's not true. Like, do, who do I believe? Bronson Pinchot or Bette Midler? But anyway, he said that Bet was a nightmare to the director. Really? Yeah. And I don't look. I don't believe it because I'm on Team Bet. Yeah. Totally. But, and by nightmare, is just asking for your own trailer or five probably. minutes to go to the bathroom. Because then people think you're a nightmare mm-hmm. if you ask if for a woman. basic services. Yeah. It's totally. disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. So, <laughs> Duardo, if you're listening, fuck you, Duardo. Chill out. <laughs> fuck you. Time's up. Fuck time's yeah. up. <laughs> So then we, they all find out about their friends, Cynthia Swan, committing suicide. It's high drama. They're all finding out in different ways. And then they all meet at the funeral. And we get a lot of the supporting cast at the funeral. We meet Cynthia Swan's ex-husband, who's with Heather Locklear, mm-hmm. who I read they offered that role to Jenny McCarthy. I wonder why she turned it down. Because at this point, she was probably doing Singled Out. 95. Right? Yeah, she was in Singled Out. Yeah. So she was like a hot blonde. And Locklear was doing Melrose Place, the right? The thing is, is like, there's no lines. So maybe they were like, look, there's no lines. Maybe she didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure she's kicking herself in the ass now because what a classic, iconic film. Oh, it really is. <laughs> but we have everyone at the funeral. We have Bronson Pinchot. We mm-hmm. meet there for the first time. We have Gwinnella Garson Goldberg, who's played by Maggie Smith. Oh, she's amazing. Who's amazing. Oh yeah. my God. So they're all at the funeral. And then the three leads meet again. Mm-hmm. They go out to have drinks oh, afterwards. Yeah, like a drunk brunch. <laughs> and they have the like long, the gayest, longest drunk brunch. <laughs> yeah. It's the whole day. Like it starts off where everyone's in the restaurant, yeah. and then by the end, it's just the three of them. Oh. Uh, writing wise, I thought it was great how they had their drink orders. It was Annie ordered a Virgin Mary, Brenda ordered a Bloody Mary, and then Elise ordered a vodka rocks. And I was like, that gives you so much information about these people. Absolutely. And then that restaurant empties out and they're still, and then they finally confess that they are all in horrible relationships now. And what did Brenda say about uh, Morty being a a pirate? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause he had an earring. On our 20th wedding anniversary, it hits midlife crisis major. He starts working out. He, He grows a mustache. He gets an earring. I said, Morty, Morty, what are you? A pirate? What's next? A parrot? And all of a sudden, I'm a big drag. I'm holding him back because I won't go rollerblading. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so good. And then one of my favorite lines is Brenda, played by Bette Midler, when she says, bye-bye, love. Hello, Pop-Tarts. Oh, so good. <laughs> it's so true. It is. And you go through a breakup, all you want is a Pop-Tart. Yes, absolutely. So then we get to the therapy scene with Marsha Gay Harden, who's Diane Keaton's therapist. And you mentioned that she owns a camper in Venice. Yeah. I, I met her daughter when I was nanny. Marsha Gay Harden. Yeah, yeah, her daughter. She's so sweet. She's How old's her daughter? Kid. Probably like 12 now. Oh my God, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so then Marsha has a, a camper and lives in Venice. And I thought that was so cool. I was I like, like oh, that. I love that you have an RV. I like, like her Like that a makes lot. you, you're already cool, but that's really dope. Yeah. 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 Come on, yeah, she- Annie. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> I Then we uh, we cut to the Elise Elliott divorce proceedings. We're just mm. meeting a lot of the supporting cast right now. And this movie has so many iconic supporting characters. You know, yes. Sarah Jessica Parker, Maggie Smith, Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. We're going to get to her. Oh, we are going to get to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Elise Elliott, we were at the divorce proceedings and we hear about some of the movies that they made together, oh. like that Elise made with her ex. Mm-hmm. And they were some iconic films. There was. Inner Urges was one of the names of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we also have uh, Animal Nature. And what was the 
What did they say about that one? Oh, did she play like, was it an erotic veterinarian? An, oh, yeah, yeah. They, not erotic. What was the word for an it? An extremely sensual veterinarian. Sensual, yes. And then she closed her eyes, looked down, and she, like, as if that was her Oscar turn, you know? And it might have been, because later on she has an Oscar at her house. I'm like, oh my God, did she win? That's what she that? beat Meryl. Like, yeah, I beat Meryl. Oh my God, for the yeah. sensual veterinarian. Yeah. I, and then we I need that see movie. That. I know. I know. We oh. should do a podcast where we just improvise that movie. Yes. We should do that. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me write that down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so then we cut to Brenda's dress shopping with that guy, Bronson Pinchot, who we hate right now, mm-hmm. Duardo. Because mm-hmm, he's a hater. And we see <laughs> SJ. <laughs> we hate- I hate him now. Yeah. We see SJP there. She plays Shelly. Sarah Jessica Parker plays Ooh, Shelly. She's great. This is one of the moments that is the most heartbreaking in the entire film and in all films throughout history mm-hmm. when Sarah Jessica Parker tells Bette Midler what's the matter Morty can't you buy her a whole dress stop it Brenda why don't you try these on in your tight imagine hearing that like, from your husband's new girlfriend I would die yeah oh it's horrible it is heartbreaking you it's know so because she's not being that na- Bette's not being nasty oh but that just broke my heart yeah it was so mean I know kids can be cruel I know. I know. <laughs> she's 12. Yeah, she's 12. So then they all get letters sent to them, those letters mm-hmm. that uh, Cynthia sent to them, and it's just very sad. Oh, this is, I think, the wine cheer, the cheers. Yes. Right? Do you remember that, where they all got together, mm-hmm. and they all had champagne, not wine, they had champagne, and then they put their rings in the glass, which, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, that vision. Yeah. <laughs> but a visionary. It is, right? <laughs> put them in, and they decide they're going to start the first wives club, and when they toasted... I got a boost of serotonin like I've never known before. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. Mm-hmm. We're has-beens. We're hanging on by a thread. We're just discards. We're not hanging on by a thread and we're discards. Look at us by being together. Us. Unity. I mean, if all the first wives of the world got together, yeah. what else do we need? Just one amazing attorney. No, no. All we need is us. Three women who aren't afraid to fight. Oh, to stand up for our dignity. Huh? Yes. For our self-esteem. And then we'll let him have it. Okay. Right here. Well, okay. First Wives Club will come to order. At this point, we don't really have like a, a what they're going to be doing with this club. At all. Other than like ruining the men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Which, you know what, to be honest, that's fine enough for me. Totally. Like, yeah. Good, <laughs> and that's enough of a motivation for me. But it's a little unclear at this point. But they need to enlist some help. So they decide to go to the gay bar to mm-hmm. find Annie. <laughs> yes, they, they go to Chelsea <laughs> and they're like trench coats, you know. <laughs> On a Friday night. Yes. And they go, it's, le- it's a girl's night. It's a mm-hmm. lesbian night at the, at the gay bar. And they go to see Annie's daughter and she's there with a, the Asian girl that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And this is pre cell phones. So I love that she just, is this the only lesbian bar in Manhattan? It kind right. of seemed like it. Right. That's well, what it was suggesting. You know, this is such an interesting, actually, this is a side conversation, but have you ever heard of Queers Folk? Yeah. This was like a, yeah, it was like a gay show on yeah. Showtime. And it was set in, I think, Pittsburgh. In the show, the guys would go out every night of the week, and the bars would be so jam-packed crowded. If you go to the gay bars now, they're not like that. But I think because gay people are more spread out, like it used to be everyone, all the gay people would go to big city, any big city nearby, mm-hmm. and they would all go out every night of the week. And you you had to go to the gay bar to hook up with someone. So mm-hmm. every, those places would be crowded. So in 96, I actually, they, it was probably crowded, this lesbian bar that they were at. Yeah. But now if you go to a gay bar on a Tuesday night or Wednesday night, it's going to be a, you know, you're going to see one of those things. What are those dust balls? Yeah. Oh, tumbleweed. Uh, there's yeah. Yeah, tumbleweed. Yeah. Just- yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. You're right though. That's so, that's such an interesting point. Yeah. Because now you can right. go to like a, a Buffalo Wild Wings and meet your next boyfriend, you know? I wish there was a scene at Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings in this movie. In ours when we rewrite it. No, it's, it, the sensual veterinarian one. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do all of, we have to improvise all of these movies. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we also meet uncle Carmine then uh, who's Brenda's uncle. And he's this Italian, very stereotypical Italian. I'm Italian. I'm not offended by it because I love them. Yeah. But he's kind of just introduced and he's going to, 
says he's got stuff on Morty. Yeah. It was very mafioso. Yeah, very like and they even changed the music. Did you notice? Like yes. the in- <laughs> instrumental. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I could it'd be my pleasure to kill him, basically. Yeah. But that's awesome. Know. You know? Because that's another thing actually for right after I got on my first marriage, I discovered which people in my life had firearms. Because they offered to like if you need oh. anything, I have and they were surprising. They were surprising people to have guns. Did you ever think about <laughs> starting a first wives club after you got the annulment? You know, I actually went to I went to one at the Y, which I thought it was like a a first wives club. Yeah, it was like a divorced women's support group, and it was the strangest night of my life. Yeah, it was very. It was I, I went into it thinking like these are me, my people, and it was it was very odd. Because a lot of them there weren't yet divorced. They just wanted to be. And uh-huh. I was the only one who had actually left the guy. And I was like, uh-huh. wait, but like, what, what is this then? That's it's so strange. It was like, it was like a wish, wishful thinking club. Wish fulfillment. Yeah. They just want to get Their together wish, and be like, yeah. should I? <laughs> should, and I looked around. I was like, you guys should all do it. Like, I want to go to this yeah, club. Yeah. It's like on Tuesdays. I'll, I want to yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Wild, my, right? one of my favorite movies is Jerry Maguire. You know that. Oh, and yes. uh, I, of course, love Bonnie Hunt. And Bonnie Hunt, in the movie, her, she has a divorced women's club. Yes. And I always said, like, I want that to be a spinoff movie. Like, those girls from that movie, I want them to be in their own spinoff. Absolutely. That's what I went into that club thinking it would be. But then the, none sure. of them had really left yet. I go into every club hoping it's going to be like that Jerry Maguire scene. I know. <laughs> I, always, right? I always want it. Oh. Okay. So then we are introduced to Elizabeth Berkeley, who's mm-hmm. the young actress that is dating Elise Elliott's ex. Mm-hmm. And this is where we see the Lichtenstein pain. Am I saying it right? Lichten- yeah. Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein. Yeah. Lichtenstein. 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 So we see that in the background, which mm-hmm. is just a little, nice little callback to the, you know, stuff. To the opening credits. And then the girls say they need to look for an office. Mm-hmm. And we were saying, for what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is so great. It's so great. I love the ambition. It's, yeah, you know? you're like, right. Bi- they don't have business cards yet, but they get them later. They right? get them later. Yeah. But we're in New York City, like, where rent is outrageous. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for office space just mm-hmm. for our club that is designed to take down these men. <laughs> yes, exactly. We need Which, another place I mean, to hang come out. On. It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. You don't get any better than that. Like these women just want to have their own club. And it is sort of goes back to that very human thing when you're a kid and you always want to start clubs with friends, you know? Yeah. Like a clubhouse or a treehouse. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it, it's that same feeling. And these women are 50 and they're or 45 in the movie and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They all turn 50. While they were filming, do you know that? That is so cool. They were born within 45 days of each other. Which is wild in and of itself. Right? Yeah. And they celebrated their 50th birthdays while they were filming. Oh, that would have been fun. But in their movie, they're 45. Okay. Because I clocked it. Playing younger. Ooh, playing younger. (laughs) Playing younger. So they're looking for the office. Then we see that they all visit Elise and Mm -hmm. she's got all this stuff that she took from her ex-husband. Yeah. Including the Oscar, which Bette takes and she (laughs) says, you know what this says? It says, I beat Meryl. Which Jennifer Lawrence, did you know this? No. Jennifer Lawrence, when she won the Golden Globe a few years ago, she when she went up to the stage, she looked in and she said, oh, it says I beat Meryl. <gasps> and it was a callback to the First Wives Club, but oh. some people didn't know that. So there were articles written about her thinking it was rude. And then Jennifer Lawrence was like, it's a First Wives Club reference. Yeah. Get on board, everyone. I know. Come on. Right? Oh, what does it say? I beat Meryl. I mean, come on, how iconic that that line is still in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Oh, I love this and movie. And that was such a thing in the 90s, and it's still a thing today. Yeah. You know, like if you beat Meryl. I know. That's I'd, lo- I'd love, well, I don't know if I can beat Meryl, because I'm in, I'd be in a different category than her, but one of us should beat Meryl. Yeah. At some point. Maybe, I, I'll try. Mm-hmm. I'll get on. Yeah. I'll get on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better hurry. They're all kind of working towards this goal of getting office space and getting this club off the ground, mm-hmm. and... Diane Keaton's character, Annie, even says, uh, Brenda and I were working like crazy. She says this in her narration. I'm thinking, like, what are you working on? Like, at this point, because they're all kind of just gathering some facts about these exes and trying to think of ways to scam them. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And I love it. But I'm thinking, like, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is their full time job. And they're literally voicing that and saying, we're working like crazy at this. And it's like, Great. Yeah. I like that. And that one moment when they're in the limo and Diane Keaton has what must be the first Macintosh <laughs> laptop. It's three inches thick and she's inputting data as Sarah Jessica Parker leaves the socialites house. She's literally inputting and we're like, what yeah. is this a graph? In the like, limo, what are like you? what is she inputting? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. left 
apartment. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Oh, it makes me so happy. And then yeah. they do get the office because mm-hmm. Elise has office space. Mm-hmm. What did she say? Well, she-, she realizes she's like, oh, well, I own a, vi- a vacant building downtown and <laughs> no one's in it. And her face is so funny watching her realize like, oh, wait, I own an empty oh, building. <laughs> by the way, we're looking for office space and I just happen to own a building downtown and she's oh. realizing this as they're all talking and it's just oh, the best. It is. It's just the best. And in that office space, they set it up and they have a dry erase board that's just a giant calendar. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's all sorts of things written on it. Like Lamborghini, Land (laughs) Land Rover. (laughs) And they're crossing it off as they acquire them. Yeah, like (laughs) as they scam the men. They're just like, yep, scammed them with that. Scammed Land Rover. And then they're kind of planning these things of how they're going to scam them. One of the things is with uh, they're using Ganilla Garson Goldberg. Yes. It's played by Maggie Smith. And they say is not just a first wife, she's a second and third and maybe fourth, I think they said. So they use her to get to Sarah Jessica Parker Mm -hmm. because they need to get into Sarah Jessica Parker's penthouse. So they have Maggie Smith have lunch with Sarah Jessica Parker Mm -hmm. and then they set up a meeting with Duardo. Okay, so that's the thing. But what I really loved was that it gave Sarah Jessica Parker another great scene. She has some fun scenes in this. She really gets yeah. like vamp it up. Yeah. And I love SJP. Yeah, so do I. So then they finally get in. So they you, they get into that penthouse mm-hmm. and the three of them are going into this office to steal these records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a little, <laughs> yeah. a little more unclear. than business. Yeah. yeah some business stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're getting paperwork. They There's get, a lot of logistics in this movie. There is a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is good. It's what it takes. Which It's what it takes. Yeah. yeah. And so they get into the office. And then when they do, Morty comes home Mm -hmm. and they can't get out of the office. Mm -hmm. So they have to go outside onto the little (gasps) balcony. Yes. They hop on one of those painting risers. Yeah. The window washer guy. Mm -hmm. Like one of those things is right outside the window and they hop on it. And then they realize the only way out is down. Get into this window washer thing and we're going down. Oh, this is my favorite scene in the entire movie. So good. It's so good. Besides the dance thing at the end, but when they're on there, cause they can't figure out how to use the remote and you can see from the view of it, they're right by the Met. So they're on fifth Avenue, yeah. right? Right on the park. And then they just plummet down. I just said that as if I knew the map of New York. Oh, yeah. like, I'm very unfamiliar. <laughs> yeah. I'm very unfamiliar. Like, it's so funny. And then remember, it stalls in front of a window. Where yeah, like, for some reason, it's an afternoon, right? It's just two in the afternoon. And there's this couple and there's like chocolates and flowers. And then they just tell Elise that she looks amazing. Yeah. And they're like, thank you. And just as they're saying that, they accidentally press one of the wrong buttons. And then the, the window riser thing mm-hmm. just falls to the ground. And yep. there's like a lot of green screen work of these women screaming. Mm-hmm. And it's just the best physical comedy routine of all time. Oh, it's I'm so truly funny. better than anything I've ever seen in my life. And for some reason, Maggie, the socialite, is across the street watching from yes, her right. town car. Like she's not busy enough. No. Yeah, she's just sitting there just to make sure they get out okay. You <laughs> Camilla know, is you just know what? Yes. viewing it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then the <laughs> girls have the seance scene. So they're surrounded by candles, lots of food, and it's Cynthia's it, her birthday. Mm-hmm. So Cynthia Swan's birthday, and they're kind of commemorating it with candles. And it's a very sweet. We started with a lot of drama, and then we had just a lot of high comedy. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting a little bit more of a dramatic stuff. And I love how they balance it in this mm-hmm. movie. Totally. Right? Yeah. From getting even from repossessing things, but then remembering why they're doing this mm-hmm. and why they're friends in the first place. Yeah. yeah. And it's just so nice to see just the friendship stuff come reiterated at this point. And then we're also introduced to one of the best parts of this movie and probably the most iconic part of this movie. You don't own me mm-hmm. cover that they do. And so they kind of present it in this scene and they said they did it on her 21st birthday together. So that's how they knew the choreography and stuff. Yeah. And I wonder if the writer was like, we have to somehow introduce it to make it believable. Yeah. Right? And I think they did a good job. Perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's true. Like when you're in college, Oh, my roommate, Laura and I, we used to, that Heads Carolina Tales California song came out mm. and I went to college in Oregon. And so we had a full dance and we would perform it at parties or for no one or just yeah. for ourselves. But that's something you definitely do in college is yeah. like, we're going to come up with this dance and we do it, mm-hmm. you know? So it felt very real, yeah. very relatable. My friends and I in high school, we came up with a dance with R. Kelly's song, uh, put your hands on the floor, bouncing on 24s. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yes. What is that Remixed to Ignition. Yes. Yes. yes it yes, came yeah, out yeah. probably like what, our freshman year, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was in high school when it came out. Oh, yeah, because okay. I remember we did it, and yeah. and we even requested it at prom, and like did it. And I think I could, if it came on, I would still be able to do it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Remix to ignition. Hot, hot and fresh, fresh out, out the, the kitchen. kitchen. I could do it. I could do it. <laughs> so good. I wish this was on yeah. YouTube. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe I need to start doing a it's YouTube. More pedophiles getting mentioned in this. I know. Yeah. Oh, get that out of here. So then uh, we get more drama. We mm-hmm. get the girls fighting. Yeah. Right? So this Definitely. is the scene where they fight. They turn on each other. They turn on each other. And I think it was an important moment for the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? It kind of gave some stakes. Mm-hmm. And Elise is drunk. And then they just start to fight and they say some really nasty things to each other. But yeah, she calls them civilians. I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had a fight like that with friends where. Oh, not that a, dramatic. Not a drag out where we ended up like screaming and slapping each other. Yeah. I mean, they had ever. a three person slap. Yeah. Yeah. A three way slap. But I don't think I've ever really laid into. You know, my friends, I think we're all, we all have our own faults and flaws. Know. You know, I've had real yeah. talk with, you know, some of my best girlfriends, but it's never that way where you're like, yeah. ah. I know they were, it was brutal. It was brutal. I'm not confrontational at all. Like yeah. I get scared when people raise their voice to me, I get scared. Totally. <laughs> yeah. my pants and run. Oh gosh. Totally. And if anyone went through my recycling and they're like, Jenna, you drink a ton. I'd be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 Cause uh, Brenda goes through Elise's trash. It's yeah. all bottles. I am not a drunk. Oh really? Let's examine the evidence. Look, all bottles and gallon jugs. I had guests. Who? Guns and Roses? Oh my God. And then they start throwing around that golden globe too. Mm -hmm. Like they're throwing it like a fucking football. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I think where the movie gets some campy fun Mm -hmm. because it goes so over dramatic, but like, we love that. Right. Like I want to see that in a movie. Absolutely. And sometimes I think a comedy or a, a movie like this, Sometimes it doesn't quite go there fully. They're afraid to, it seems like. Yeah. Well, you're right. She lives in a shrine to herself. That's what's so fun about Elise Golihan's apartment is that it's just framed photos and like top lit awards (laughs) and photos of herself and alcohol. And so it is fun to see them kind of destroy some of that. Destroy it. Yeah. I know there was one picture where she's just hold. it's. Elise, (laughs) a picture that she has on her mantle. And so Mm -hmm. it's her holding a gun, like, Mm -hmm. but not. Not at, like at a shooting range. She's got like a shotgun and she's wearing like a cowboy outfit. Yeah. From one of her movies. <laughs> from one of her mentioned. Movies. Yeah. So good. But I love that the movie just goes there. They're throwing around the globe. They're having a three person slap. They also, uh, as they leave, they get in this big fight. They all go off in their separate places and they're playing this song called love is on the way, which I remember listening to incessantly when I owned that soundtrack, when yeah. I was a big closeted gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, fun was fact. Was it DVD or tape? I had a CD, a CD. A CD, okay. Yeah, okay, so confession time. I didn't own the soundtrack right when it came out. I owned it a few years later, and yeah. I got it from, like, a record exchange, so I bought a bootleg. Like a, not, I mean, like it was Columbia still the House? same. Columbia House? Like, one of those? It was, like, a record exchange. So you oh. remember how you could, like, go and turn in? They still have them, I think, where yeah. you turn in your old movies. I just did this recently with that Amoeba music. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I sold all my DVDs, and I, I had, like, a hundred or something. Like, I had a lot. Maybe, I don't know how many, but it was a lot. Yeah. Like, three bags full. And they were like, oh, we'll give you like $2.50. So funny. <laughs> you know? You're like, okay. <laughs> and what are you going to do? You have to say, yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, I'm not going to carry these three bags out. But it was literally, yeah. I think they gave me $2.50. Oh, or um, yeah. Or they're like, or or $7.75 in trade-in. It's like, what am I going to buy here? Yeah, half a record. Uh, so yeah, that song, but uh, Love is on the Way. I also want to just mention that it's covered by Celine Dion. So you can also hear it by Celine. Because oh. I recently just discovered that this song, which I used to love was also done by my queen, Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. So I love her. So then, let's see. Oh, Goldie, there was also this great moment when they're all in there after they're fighting and then we're seeing separate individual scenes of all of them. Goldie's vacuuming because <sighs> the Golden Globe fight caused a lot of glass on the floor. Yeah, shattered the glass frame. Yeah. And then she, yeah, she's lighting up a cigarette and it's, it's actually beautifully shot because she's in front of the photo where she's also smoking. And so, <laughs> and then she can't get the vacuum to work and kind of just... Puts her hand on her head like she's just having a like a migraine moment trying to vacuum something. <laughs> so funny. Like her hangover already kicked oh. in. Oh, it's so good. It, it kind of reminds me. Comedy. I know it's like so different, but it misses Doubtfire when he's vacuuming. Mm-hmm. I could we need more vacuuming scenes. Yes. That's the point of that little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> then they all get back together. They make up, which is great. Elise goes over to Brenda's house and she says, I don't want to be like Cynthia. She says, your house is so real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And so they all decide that they need to find new things to, to do f- to get back at these men, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so they get a new plan. They reassess in their office and they come up with, a, they magically come up with new plans, mm-hmm. right? And we see 
Elise go into her ex's office. And this is where we see all the stand-ups of Elise's old movies. You know, like the, what do they call those? Those stand-up posters? Poster boards, yeah. And one of them, a woman stand-up poster. Yeah. And a half, it's like two-faced. Oh, yes. It's half cop, half hooker. Yeah. And it says, and the the tagline for the movie is, police woman. By day, hooker by night. I love the word police woman. Police also. woman by yeah. day, hooker by night. Yeah. And we didn't know what the movie was called. Because it cut off the title. We couldn't see it, but we need to like get to the bottom of that. And figure out what, what was the title on top of that. I should try to get like a First Wives Club producer or writer on the show. Yes. I feel like that could be doable. We could contact someone. And then find out like what was that movie called mm-hmm. with the tagline, police woman by day, hooker by night. Yeah. Because we were trying to think about what it could Titles. be. Yeah. You said nightstick. Yeah. Nightstick. <laughs> 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 and I was just thinking maybe cuffs. Yeah. Oh, I love uh, that. Cuffs. Oh. So then they're getting the guys. Now we just have, you know, it's kind of like set up a montage where they're getting the guys. Mm-hmm. And Brenda brings Morty into a meat locker. Yes. And she kind of threatens him. And then we find out that Elizabeth Berkeley, who is dating Elise's ex, we find out that she was 16. Yes. She found an old yearbook. Which yeah. is great. Goldie found the, Elise found the old yearbook. Yeah, yeah. And showing that she dropped out of high school in Idaho and is 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, here's the thing that's fun about this and so ridiculous is this was made in 1995. It was probably when they filmed it. So you said you looked it up. Wasn't it a year after yeah. Showgirls? I think she just it was the year Showgirls came out. She right. must have been filming this right after that. So she's. In Showgirls in theaters, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is also one of the most iconic movies of all time. I Absolutely. mean, Showgirls is ridiculous. But Elizabeth Berkeley's playing 16 then in this movie, which is just so batshit. Yeah. Like they couldn't find someone younger. Totally. <laughs> or some different believable plot line. Because lo- now that yeah. everyone in public knows that she was, you know, yeah. of age. I know. And a stripper. But amazing. Like yeah. it adds to like the ridiculousness of the it. Campiness. And I loved it. Yeah. And you know what? It was very, look at what an, a versatile actress Elizabeth Berkeley is that she'd go from showgirls to playing a 16 year old. And that was right after Saved by the Bell. Also, which we saw her graduate in Saved by the Bell, yeah. like four years prior to this movie. Yeah. Because Saved by the Bell ended in like 93, I think. Mm-hmm. And she right? was so good in it too. Just another year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Our fact checkers need to yeah. <laughs> write into us and confirm everything. <laughs> but she was really good in it. You know, yeah. she's In Saved by the Bell or yeah. this or movie? That in, in this movie, yeah. in everything, in everything she does. <laughs> then we see they get business cards made. Oh, with that logo too. It has a ring, and then the one is in the middle of the diamond ring. So Ugh. amazing! I wonder who designed that. They like they had to hire someone to do that. Absolutely. Well, maybe Diane Keaton's advertising agency that she <laughs> takes over. <laughs> so yeah, they all start to get back at these guys, yes. and Diane takes over this advertising agency mm-hmm. that her ex husband had. Annie just takes over the whole thing. And then we even see her in the montage, like mm-hmm. taking over a meeting. And what, is, what was she? She's talking to the, she's in a group of clients. And then her ex-husband is reading a newspaper at his desk and she holds up a storyboard that she clearly <laughs> made. It just says breakfast on top. So now Diane Keaton is pitching cereal campaigns, yeah, she's our, <laughs> which I'm on board. I know. I'm well, in. It's like you, just, mom. you suspend disbelief. It's like, yeah, she didn't have any experience in advertising, but yeah. of course now she's pitching breakfast. Yes. To like eight people, to eight suits. Yes, I'm in. Yes, yes. Well, wait, I should back up. So the girls all get their ex-husbands to meet them at a specific time. They're like, meet us here in two hours. Yeah. So they get we'll all the guys. Or, yeah. yeah. They get all the guys to show up at their office space. <laughs> Which is so 90s. <laughs> so they all show up and the three guys have to go into this meeting with the three girls. And as they're leading them in, Annie's daughter, the lesbian, is just like, by the way, daddy, I'm a lesbian. Mm-hmm. A big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. A big one. A big one. <laughs> right after he says, I can't handle any more surprises. Yeah. I was like, oh, perfect timing. Yes. Yeah. So then it's like a, a showdown between these three women and their three exes. And they tell them that they need to start paying them money. Mm-hmm. They blackmail them. So then they start giving them money and they open the Cynthia Swan Crisis Center for Women. Mm-hmm. Cynthia Swan Griffin Crisis Center for Women. And there's a little montage that's playing as they're doing construction on this uh, crisis center. Yes. And it's with Aretha and Annie Lennox. That song, uh, Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves, yeah. is playing. There's one moment, too, where they're looking at blueprints. And then the <laughs> foreman comes over. They're all in hard hats. And then he comes over and flips the blueprints over because they were upside down. And then they suddenly understand. I was like, yeah. that's all blueprints take is just 
Looking oh, at it from the right angle. We were all looking at it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also there's no dialogue. It's just part of the montage. Yeah. It's like, I wonder if they... <laughs> yeah. And then who's counseling? Isn't the daughters and oh, the, counseling a couple? Yeah. Annie's mom yeah. and Annie's daughter both work at the center. Yeah. And which, I would love oh, to work at that center too. Like I same. wish that was a place that I could work at. Oh. I also wish I could work at the first wives club offices where yes. they all, you know, the daughter HQ. works. Yeah. yeah. I would love to work at any of these cubicles. <laughs> yes. So they opened the Cynthia Swan Griffin Crisis Center for Women, Mm -hmm. which I wondered why it was called Cynthia Swan Griffin, because Griffin is the married name. Yeah. And he was the asshole. So why would they include that? Great question. I don't know. You know, the Everything Iconic Facebook group is called Everything Iconic, the Cynthia Swan Crisis Center for Pop Culture Lovers. But somebody said, like, why it should be Cynthia Swan Griffin. But that's how I thought of this. I was like, well, why was it Griffin? Mm -hmm. Because in the movie, they always call her Cynthia Swan because that's her maiden name. Yeah. Or was Cynthia Swan her middle name? Was Swan her middle name? Oh, you know what? We need to look it up. I feel like, wouldn't Griffin have been the the husband? Griffin has to be the husband name. Totally. So why would they name the center with her husband's name? Like, that bugs me. That bugs me, too. Yeah, because it goes against everything we're doing here. And the first wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if it's because maybe that was like her first wife identity. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not changing the Facebook group. Yeah. I'm keeping no. it without Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's just, yeah. Justice time's for Cynthia up. Swan. Yeah, time's up. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a Kathy Lee Gifford cameo. And oh. I, you know, I love KLG. Absolutely. And also her microphone said Regis and Kathy Lee. Uh, I love that she was like on location, but Regis was not invited. Which never happened. <laughs> I know, which I love Regis and Kathy Lee, and that Me never too. happened. They wouldn't have sent Kathy Lee for this, the opening of this crisis center. Yeah. Like, what a strange thing to send Kathy Lee to. Mm-hmm. But of course, I love it. Yes. And I read in my trivia notes that they originally had a line about uh, Bette Midler says to Kathy Lee Gifford, Do you know where Frank is? And she goes, Yeah, he's at home with Cody. And Brenda, played by Bette Midler, says, are you sure about that? And they cut it. And then a year later, Frank Gifford was in the tabloids for a cheating scandal. No. I know. Dropping knowledge. I read that online. Scene. They need to digitally remaster it and add it. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. You know, one of the best days of my entire life mm-hmm. was a Saturday morning about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. 
I had been watching this movie as I do most Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. Just a recap, <laughs> just a refresher. Just a refresher. <laughs> and I went on Twitter and I started tweeting about Kathy Lee Gifford's cameo. Mm-hmm. And she tweeted me back and we kept going back and forth about her cameo. I can remember this. I think yeah. I was witness. Oh my God, it was the yeah. best day. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Danny Pellegrino. Yes. <laughs> but we were going back and forth about her work in First Wives Club mm-hmm. and it was my best morning. Like, we went back and forth a mm-hmm. bunch. Like, I'll have to try to publish those. Yeah. She Next was having time I a read cocktail. A book, yeah. I'll have to dig this mm-hmm. up. And then they have the opening night ceremony where we see all the characters are there. Plus a lot of extras that are doing very extra, extra work. Yes, which <laughs> you pointed out, there's no music in the shoot. And so when you watch, it's so fun to watch extras. Yes. There's like one hip hop guy in all silver. <laughs> and then a lot of couples that were clearly matched right before they called action. Yeah. And they have to be slow dancing together. So mm-hmm. next time everyone watches it, just pay attention to that extra work. Yeah. It's very extra. Um, and then we get an Ivana Trump cameo. Oh, gosh. Which means so much more now even than back then. I don't know another bit of trivia that I learned yes. on my internet search for this movie when they're at the brunch okay, and she goes, did you get, uh, you know, just your lips or the full enchilada? Mm-hmm. Remember Brenda says that to Elise? Yeah. What else did you have done? Come on, Elise, you can tell me the cheekbones, the jawline. Do you just have a little bit or the full enchilada? Well, originally that line was, did you get just your lips or the full Ivana? <gasps> The cheekbones, the jawline. Did you just have a little bit of the full Ivana? But then they got Ivana for the movie. Uh, oh, that's funny, or else you wouldn't do it. She's like, yeah, take it, no jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Roasting me. But you're, I guess at the time, that probably would have been the most kind of iconic getting everything done on your face person. Yeah. And her line in that movie is, don't get mad, get everything. Mm-hmm. I hate that with all of these things, like, I, you know, I don't want to get into politics, but I hate that so it comes weird. up when you watch these Ugh. things back and it's like, oh, fucking Home Alone 2. I was watching last Christmas. I'm like, mm-hmm. he had a cameo in it. It's yeah. like, I don't want to have to see this. It's already so exhausting enough to see our politics play out in the news and current yes. events. that It's like even these old movies, I have to be reminded of that family. Yeah. The Home Alone 2 has a woman who's covered in bird shit the whole movie, <laughs> yes. and she's still not the most disgusting person in the yeah, film. exactly. <laughs> Under that overpass in Central Park. <laughs> oh, I hate his cameo in that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, then it ends with them singing. Mm. They sing, they do the dance, the whole place is open, and everyone's cleared out. It's this beautiful mess. Mm-hmm. It looks like a little bit of a Nancy Myers set design. Yes. It's very, a lot of beige. They're a lot of ivory. all beige, ivory. Yes. The whole place is beige, ivory. Mm-hmm. And they just Decide to do this full choreographed You Don't Own Me. And it's just beautiful. It's the best moment. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone remembers them singing this. And full that, circle. You know, we all listen to that song daily. And yeah. a lot of us have it as our ringtones. Absolutely. <laughs> and that and It's Raining Men. I go back <laughs> yeah. and forth. And I mean, watching this now too, I realize I need, I'm at this new part in my life where I need and want pantsuits. Mm, you know, because I'm going sure. out for like meetings and stuff like that. But I'm like, I need a white leather pantsuit like 100%. Goldie Hawn has in that final scene. If you had to identify with one of these three women, who would you be more? Great question. I think I'd be more of a Brenda. I'm a Brenda. I feel like I'm sort of a Diane. I mean, in some ways, I feel like I'm a little bit of a Diane. Yeah. At least at some points in my life. You know, as the, they do this singing and dancing at the end and the first credit that comes up as the choreographer. And I felt like that's my all time dream role of a lifetime is Mm -hmm. to have been the first wives club choreographer. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine teaching them that dance? Yeah. And I love that was the first. Credit. credit. I think the first billing that says something. I think that like this is what we thought was most important. Also, was that they nailed these moves. You know, it was important, and I just that would have been my dream if I could have. You know, what's your dream job? That's it. Choreographing this. Choreographing that. And they nailed it too, which was really sweet. We need to. Can we learn it? Yeah. Okay. Let's please. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. As soon as we're done recording. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So. What do you think is the legacy of this movie? When people think of this movie, what's kind of like the first thing that you think people will remember it by? I think it's sisterhood, having each other's Mm -hmm. backs. Mm -hmm. You know, when before it seems like it would be vengeance or like revenge at first look, it would be revenge. But I think it's really more about being okay with however everything shakes out. Mm -hmm. You got to stick together. I love that whole theme of these women coming together and uh, for the common good and, and of scamming men, which is something we all want to do. Yes. You don't You're a screenwriter. You just wrote yeah. something for Lifetime. Yeah. The just, airs August 5th. It's airing in America as Killer Twin. Uh, <laughs> and the poster is just awesome. And Lindsay Hartley from Passions is a star. She plays 
the good and bad twins. And she's amazing. All the I'm actors so excited are great. To watch oh my it. gosh. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait. Yeah, we'll have a party. We'll be, we'll we be have fun. to. Yeah. And also, um, that's the kind of movie that, thank God, places like Lifetime are making that mm-hmm. movie because those movies would have been made in the 90s. Like, this would have yeah. been a big budget movie in the 90s. I want to say it airs at 2 p.m., but wherever you are, it's on the main Lifetime channel. Have a viewing party. Yes. Um, it sets. It takes place in my hometown of Seattle. So have a have a viewing party. It's fun. It's. Re- I'm really proud of it. It's very very lifetime. I'm so proud of you. I can't yeah, wait it's to so fun. It. And there's an Easter egg at the very end because um, I went to visit set in Vancouver, and so my <laughs> sister and I were there. And the final scene, as with a lot of lifetime movies, is there's a jail. You know, spoiler so it's alert. A bad, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. This Perfect. is a total spoiler. But I guess I'm in the final scene with my sister. So yeah. exciting. Yeah. So there's a, a little, you guys might not know what I look like, but I'm in there. So, so and where can people find you on social media so they can see what you look like? Oh, yes. You? Yeah. If you're, uh, follow me on Instagram, um, it's just jenna.brister. And then I'm on Twitter as Jenna Brister. It's B-R-I-S-T-E-R. Yes. And you are a hilarious stand-up comedian too. So people can, so if you follow you on social media, they'll yeah. get to see where you're performing and all Absolutely. that Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Jenna, thank you. I love you so, so much. I love we're going to so do much. another one of these where we're going to improvise one of those movies that Elise did. Yes. Yeah. The sensual <laughs> veterinarian. We're doing that. I'm so in. Thank yes. you so much for having me on. Thank you're you. my absolute favorite person ever. Uh, you're and this podcast favorite. is amazing. Thank so you. I'm very honored to be on. Thank you so yeah. much. So speaking of this podcast, please go rate and review it. If you get a chance on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen, please subscribe to the podcast. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. We also have the Facebook group now. So just search everything. I kind of the Cynthia Swan Crisis Center for pop culture lovers. That's the oh, name of it. So good. <laughs> yes. I want to thank Samson Technologies for sponsoring the show. Uh, what else am I forgetting? Oh, I go to Patreon for bonus episodes of Everything Iconic. You just go to patreon.com slash everything iconic and donate $4 or more per month and you're helping support and you get bonus episodes, you get Roni recaps and all sorts of fun stuff. So thank you guys so much for listening. I love you so much. Love you. Bye. 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 I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.